Okay. Welcome to the Church of Magus Radio Show. Welcome to my own personal apocalypse. Tonight will be a very revealing night into the alternate reality of the United States. And what if Vlad the Impaler ruled the United States right now in America? A fantasy scenario that I have a fetish for and I've... I was thinking of, sometimes I sit back and think of a story idea. Oh, you're listening to United Public Radio 107.7 FM, New Orleans, United Public Radio, Joe Montado, the man, the legend. But anyway, back to my my sickness. uh, (laughs) Sometimes I have this idea about a serial killer that's Vlad the Impaler that does modern deaths and sets it up at that level of stakedom. And like leaves it in the backyard, I mean, in the front yards of the victims and stuff like that. And I'm like, gosh, I'm not going to really ever do that. It seems like something would like for me to, but I'm not going to go Jeffrey Dahmer anytime soon. Uh, but anyway, a fiction horror book would be a good idea. But I like those alternate reality Vlad the Impaler Dracula situations. There's a lot of weird books like that out there. How about Vlad as a, as a, as a physician and uh, he, he changes your blood the old-fashioned way? You know? Yeah, and you uh, know? I thought of uh, what about Vlad the Impaler as a uh, the president of the United States and he like ties senators to nuclear warheads and he's like well <laughs> you're gonna nuke us we're gonna nuke the whole thing baby which is kind of like how it is right now but as, as president i guarantee if we had a, a vampire for president we would definitely all have much better uh prices on steak we'd have much better refrigeration to keep our steaks fresh and warm or cold and uh that would be uh, that'd be good because right now steak is almost unaffordable <laughs> Well, last week we had uh, Michelle Garza about her uh, wild uh, western splatter book, and then Christina was on in the second hour, and we talked about a lot of different things from uh, skinwalkers to uh, spirituality to experiences and things like that. And basically, we've been having Dead Sky Publishing on, and because uh, I really like Weird West and. Uh, they are a company called Dead Sky Publishing, and uh, they make a books called Splatter Western, which is kind of like Weird West, but grosser. And uh, I really like the genre, and uh, that's why I've been the last three shows or so. We've had three or four of their, their authors on. And it, uh, it seems to me the genre, would, if it was to go video, it would be like in the, in the style like the, the, that Spartan movie 300. And uh, that, that detective movie that's like kind of black and white, but all the blood and gore was, was in color. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I can't remember the name yeah. of the movie. But yeah, but those are splatter gore movie genre. That, that would be, I would think that would be the best way to produce those. It's like Some splatter, of those they say it's like splatter punk, but splatter western, which I've heard yeah. of splatter punk. I don't know if I've ever read any splatter punk, but uh, I've certainly I, I heard of it. it. I've heard of it. But uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, Wiley Young is the last 30 minutes tonight and about his book, A Few Souls More, which is like a few dollars more. Oh, and, cool. <laughs> uh, and then next week is R.H. Uh, Latch about his uh, comic book, Bone Tribe, which is kind of neat. You ever see the one, uh, God, now I forget the name of it, Tom Bone Tomahawk with uh, Kurt Russell and Sid Hay, you know, the clown from... Uh, I know who Sid Haig is. I know the actor. Yeah, I know who. 
Look he was up. Tiger Man in um, Buck Rogers. <laughs> Bone to- oh, was he? Yeah. Bone Tomahawk is a, a Weird West with Kurt Russell. And uh, I'm looking it up right now. It's on streaming. I forget which place. I saw it on there recently. I've seen it a long time ago, and I need to watch it again. It's on Hulu. But it's uh, Bone Tomahawk's peculiar genre blend won't be for everyone, but it's gripping performances and a slow burning story should satisfy those in search of something different. And it's got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. But uh, basically, it is a uh, it's Weird West. And uh, you should check it out. You got Hulu? I do. Yes. Well, there you go. Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I'll have to take that out. I'm looking at Buck Rogers right now to see what uh, parts. Um, I, I know Sid Haig was in it, but I'm not sure when or where. Uses the word traglodyte to, uh, about the weird cannibal things in the movie. He uses some kind. Of, somebody says traglodytes. Traglodytes. Yeah. I said it right the first time. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but. Uh, and uh, Weird West is really good. I love it. And uh, I got a bunch of their books for doing it. So, hey, I'm poor. So, there you yeah. go. Ed Haig is in two episodes, and he plays a character called Pratt. Pratt. P-R-A-T-T. P-R-A-T-T in Buck Rogers across the 25th dimension or whatever. You ever see that old Star Trek Continues? Was that you that told me about that? The one that's like got weird actors in it, and there's like a site and stuff. It's called Star. Yeah, it's a it's a fan site. Yeah, they they do. They're um, I think they're they might be filming in Kingsland, Georgia. I think is where their studio is. I'm not really certain, but yeah, they uh, they do some pretty good stuff, and they have a guy who looks like a very young Bill Shatner uh, in from the '60s. So pretty well, close. About, something about sexual allegations or something about him or something. Oh, I don't know. There could be. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't really follow him that much, but. Uh, I may be wrong, but I sworn somebody said something weird like that about that. But don't quote me on that. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I, I saw it on a torrent site recently. And then I know there's like a whole site where you can just watch it for free. Yeah. So I haven't seen it yet, but why did they cancel it, I wonder? Well, it's like I said, it's fan run and it's oh. like basically donation, donation based uh, production quality uh i have one of their their dvds upstairs um they i think this one they actually filmed at the same place it's called uh vasquez rocks in california where a couple of episodes of the original series were filmed and it was a, it's a pretty good episode they had special fetch decent the, the, the costumes are spot on i mean as far as the uh, uh look of the original 60s they got it <laughs> yeah and uh uh, they didn't have more seasons or anything. They're more like uh, episodic things. To just, it's more like a two-hour episode rather than. Um, I, oh, there goes my lights again. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Maybe I want to turn on three of them. It's a light that it puts on the wall. No, it's my uh, studio lights. They're all plugged oh, into like a okay. USB port. And so what's up with that? New laptop. How's it doing? You can see there's a whole, you can see a whole lot more of the office than you did on the last camera. You can even see my little white tiger fella way up top there. So it's, it's fantastic. It's a very nice computer. 
Samsung. Uh, Dell, Inspiron. Yeah. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, that's a good one. And uh, I mean, I had a Dell die recently, but it was pretty old, and I mean, it may be able to be fixed, but it's definitely yeah. an older Dell. The but, one. The notebook that died was a Lenovo. This is what I was on before. And it just went to the blue screen of death, and I could, could never get it to go back to the, the main page again. So it turned its toes up and died. I mostly use a uh, I have a gaming PC that's just a badass. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, as far as uh, laptops, I mean, I need to get another one at some point. But my biggest problem with it is that they're just not all of them, but my hands, like I already have arthritis from being on a computer too long. And sometimes that weird little mouse on them, like the little stroll, Ooh, little finger, scroll pad. Yeah. That have that. They all do. Don't say that. Don't yeah. Tell yeah. But a lot of times it's a pain in the ass, ain't it? You got to just like plug in a, a, a pain in the down. index finger actually. But yeah, you're right. It is. It can, it can give you carpal tunnel just as and, bad. Yeah. And then a lot of times you'll go to use that mouse and it'll enlarge your, uh, your browser like yeah if you if you two finger it and do like that you, your browser will expand or contract <laughs> i always end up using like a mouse you plug in with a laptop <laughs> well this one this one's got a touch screen so i can actually i can do that with the browser oh, now that's so i don't have to, if i do make that mistake with the mouse pad i can go oop and shrink it back yeah that's good that you have yeah. that I'm sure that's a lot better but uh i mostly just use a gaming pc and my dell it was old god had to be over 10 years old i think it croaked but it might be able to be saved you never know i've resurrected it before from the dead yeah you thought it wasn't gonna work well what fascinates me i mean you saw you saw how thin that thing was uh even thinner or you know like a cell phone then think about this we were talking about this at work the other day this that i have in my hand this little cell phone it costs 600 bucks has enough computing power in it to run the gemini the Mercury and the Apollo space programs combined. You take all the computers that ran those programs and you can run all of them from this phone. That's how some, how smart these smartphones are. And we're just yeah. thinking about is how, how little data they actually were able to put on those machines going to the moon. And we think there was like less than a megabyte of, of data that's in these computers that run the computers that we went to the moon with. Can you imagine that? You have, a, you have basically a, the most advanced machine on the planet taking you to the moon and it's a little better than like a, an advanced calculator yeah. is really what it is. That's crazy for sure. And it's, it's, it's nuts to think of what we, what those guys were doing. And it really is. Anyway, back to the Vlad the Impaler thing. My point <laughs> is it seems like a lot of our leaders are just old puss toots in it for themselves. And that's all of them that I see. Where's King Arthur? Where's Vlad the Impaler? Where's Attila the Hun? Well, yeah, it, it, it does seem that way. It, yeah. um, it I'll, take Abraham Link I'll take Abraham Lincoln or something. That's good. Well, uh, he was fairly old when he was president. I mean, he was what? How old was he? 42 or something like that? Yeah. Hey, hey Google, how old was President Lincoln when he was first president? On the website c.edu, they say... Abraham Lincoln became president at the age of 52. 52. So Lincoln was involved with the Whig Party, which was formed to oppose Andrew Jackson and his use of... Okay, Google, stop. All right, so 52. That's still fairly old. It's in mid-age, mid but 
Youngest president is JFK, 35. Where are the guys that are, you know, young and, and vip, vip, you know, young and fit? They don't have that. Yeah, they all seem crazy. <laughs> you, you look back to all of them. I mean, maybe maybe Teddy Roosevelt was was a fairly fit fella because he was going out, you know, hunting bears and what have you, the, the, the frontiersmen, whatever. But uh, maybe besides George Washington, there really aren't that many badass presidents you can really think of that were, yeah. you know, you look, you look at Putin, he's he's a strong, fit fellow. He's a, he's a douche, but <laughs> uh, he's fit and he's fairly young. He's probably, what, in his 60s, I think. But yeah, here's the, in the history of leaders throughout the world. They're all they're not they're very young leaders. Don't last very long. They just don't impress me. I don't want to vote for any of them at this point. They're just boring. But yeah, uh, we have sad choices for sure. And Trump is like purposely quoting Hitler now. Like it just goes weirder and weirder. Like really, say it. Hitler quotes like it's not just MSM making. He's really saying weird Hitler stuff. <laughs> like it's it's like a parallel weird reality. I just don't even understand anymore. He's basically making the point. He can say whatever he wants. They've already won the they've already won the election for him just by all the bad press they put him under for the last year and a half or whatever. He, he's in like Flint. Weird. <laughs> There's weird uh, videos of him next to that Mussolini dude. That was a dictator or whatever. Yeah, and Mussolini got, was Italy in 1940. Have you seen the video of Trump and him? And they're making these same like weird facial expressions and movements that are just really like the same. It's like he's mimicking them. I don't know. Or maybe it's the same spirit. Like Eric would say, it's the Mabus Antichrist spirit. It's Sauron. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't know. I'll have to send it to you. It's It's weird. Like it really is. He's like doing similar, like the just. I don't know what the hell it is, but they are similar, doing similar facial things. <laughs> like, I, I haven't seen that, but it, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he has similar mannerisms to a, a former. I mean, even though he's a dictator, it doesn't mean Trump is one. It just uh, he it seems. That, it, but, but I but I've recognized those kind of behaviors. I certainly see you know the way certain actors act, like um, particularly physical comics. You know, I've watched the Three Stooges a lot, and I've, I just recently watched the the recent Three Stooges movie uh, with Sean Hayes, and it, it's it's pretty good. Those guys did a really really good job of getting the physical comedy down to where the point is it's it's virtually seamless. They they look quite like the original Stooges guys, except for the guy who's playing Curly. He's like six two. Curly was like five foot four. Other than that, they had the manners way down. It was it was like watching a an original with the originals. I know they say he's tweeted Mussolini stuff, which I don't know what. I found the video. I'm just trying to figure out how to send it. You can hit the uh, hit the present button, and you can share it on the screen here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know you could do that. <laughs> I know you can do it. I just don't ever use it. But yeah, give it a I'm shot, gonna, man. I'll make sure there's nothing else on my computer. That I don't want anyone to see. Yeah, hide the, hide the porn first and then. <laughs> Strange things. But uh, let me see how you do it. Present. And ask you to share, share the But where do you go after that? Oh, Mussolini. You got to select the screen you want to show uh, in, the, in the middle. Window. Uh, window. Enti entire screen. Mm -hmm. Share. Okay, hold on. I got to add it to the stage. 
here we go. Let's see. Where did it go? Oh my gosh. I just had the dumb video. There, there we go. It. Hold on. Let me enlarge it. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. Is your volume up? Yeah. <laughs> What's that one? <laughs> and yeah, he's 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 Mussolini's definitely frowning a lot more than than Trump is. <laughs> but. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. I mean, yeah. Their mannerisms are similar. I mean, you you see that a lot. I mean, like I said, it's it's easy to mimic mannerisms. It's not what that if they're hard, all but... like some weird alien that just knows? No, but I I, I guarantee you, like from... if if you did like behavioral studies, you'd probably find like there's only like you know sixteen or seventeen behavioral sets that humans possess. You know, there's nothing you know fancy about that. You know, it's just crazy. Everything. <laughs> it's a stretch, but it is funny. Trump is like just weird and then biden's just boring (laughs) i swear eric grimsrud has a breakdown of trump as the mabus name and it gets so technical my brain can't even go there but listen to him he's coming back on in january but i mean i'm not gonna say trump's mabus i hope he's not because i don't want to be a church of trump that would be a downer for me but uh there is some weird stuff like to me, Trump and the Napoleon, like Hitler, like Napoleon, Hitler, and there's Trump. There's something there in that dynamic. I'm not going to say it's 110 percent, but there's something there. That's and that's who uh, Nostradamus considered the Antichrist. Nostradamus, I mean Napoleon, Hitler, and then Mabus, the remission. I heard John Hogue say uh, Napoleon was a tumor, Hitler was a cancer. And Mabus is the remission. I always thought that's creepy because I'm in remission. If I'm supposed to be that, they got somebody better give me some financing and uh, some uh, uh, cyborg backups, add-ons, cyborg updates. But anyway, but just, those may this might at some point become mandatory. The government may force that stuff on us. <laughs> yeah, but it's interesting. No matter what you think, but. Both uh, political parties, to me, are just so boring. I just They're nuts. They're all a bunch just, of insane. You can just hear in my voice. They're so boring. Uh, Bernie excited me because he wanted to help people. I don't even know where the hell he's at. Uh, maybe we should, maybe we should look at a, a, the statistic, a statistic that states what the average age of the Senate and the House are. Yeah, he's not running. <laughs> he's on he's his ancient status. I was afraid they embalmed him by now. So, <laughs> but uh, I like Bernie's passion and just you know I know what it's like to be struggling for insurance when you have cancer. Oh, wow. Okay, check this out. Right, this is just one sentence that came up on just a search. The average age of senators in the 118th Congress is 64 years old. This is unchanged from the 117th Congress, which I guess is the last four years. There are 54 senators older. Then 65. Wow. Wow, How many? 54 senators older than 65. Okay, okay, wow. That's a lot. The average age is 64. 
So do the math. <laughs> so they're, they're, the rest of them are probably 63, 62, you know, I saw, 59. <laughs> I mean, how familiar are you with some of these right-wing personalities? Like, have you ever heard of Benjamin Fulford? No. Uh, that's a guy that's pretty popular at Forest News, and he just released some statement saying he knows someone in special forces that uncover I'm not saying this stuff is true a lot of it's bat crap maybe some of it may be true I don't know but uh that there was a warehouse discovered in San Francisco filled with a uh, organ like harvesting and cannibalism with bodies and just weird like a like a meat packing plant for humans wow. and uh the guy uh seems serious about it but i don't know i haven't seen anything on the news i'm not sure all that stuff always goes to the news but i have to see yeah, something that big should have gone across all the late major networks yeah, you would i don't know. trust a lot of it i have to see a lot of right-wing extremism like the extreme side of it it's probably why i'm so jaded that revolves around all the QAnon bull barf it's like a lot of these uh radio show personalities on the right-wing extreme side uh, they seem to use that QAnon as a gospel of sorts. There's mm-hmm. Phil Godlutsky, which is one of them that, he, you know, he's always using Q terminology. There's even a Michael Jaco, Navy SEAL. I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's one of them. Uh, it's just a bunch of, like, right-wing radio personalities on videos like Rumble and YouTube. That's what I have to share there to the, the people, these people. <laughs> these people. Yeah. But uh, I get so sick of it. Like, it just makes me want to throw up looking at it. Every <laughs> yeah. But I also can post UFO and spiritual stuff and whatever I want. But the political crap is what really gets the, the bangs. I mean, I bring 1.6 million hits there a month. But the political stuff, somebody named SG Anon, which is somebody like, there's these little weird personalities they, they whoop off to. And, uh, you know, I have to share this stuff. It's kind of like being in hell in a lot of ways because I'm not even really political and I have to like look at political crap every day. No wonder I'm in a bad mood all the time. <laughs> and then there's always new escalations of war. Like every day it just goes up a notch, which that's really happening. But when you have to see all of it, like from yeah. media sources every day, like I think I've already gone nuts. Well, I mean, you're probably old enough to remember watching Vietnam on the nightly news. I mean, yeah. from 67 to 75 or whatever, 74, 73, whenever it was over, it was on the news every night, Wednesday night. There was some, you know, horrible visions from Vietnam every night. I remember seeing that guy shooting, getting shot in the head on the news. They, 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 like, they weren't able to stop it fast enough. They, they I was like one, it. Or, one or three or one or two, three. You, you've got to see it more than me. But who is the guy? Yeah. Is that the guy that the filter song's based on? Hey man, nice shot. That song's about a dude that shot himself on the news. Oh, and he didn't shoot himself. Someone else shot him. I mean, he was a, oh, okay. he was a prisoner, and the, the um, South Vietnamese colonel shot him in the head right on live TV. Well, <laughs> There's another one, like also that uh, um, a uh, uh, a monk, a Buddhist monk, lit himself on fire in the middle of the street. That was also on like the you know Wednesday night nightly news on NBC. I recall. Yeah, that's on Rage Against the Machine album, right? Yeah, that guy. That probably, yeah, that, yeah, I think that's correct. But the other one, I don't know. I can't. I don't know that song. And uh, 
oh, this filter, it just goes, hey, man, nice shot. You've probably heard it. You just don't remember. It's like they played on the radio all the damn time. It's possible. I've forgotten more stuff about the radio than I can remember. <laughs> it's by Robert Patrick. He used to be in Nine Inch Nails, and he made filter. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I may have heard of that song. I really honestly don't. I have never heard of the band before. Yeah, just look it up. It's a good band, filter. F-I-L-T-E-R. And, uh... Gosh, when's this guest getting here? We got a while, a little bit. <laughs> we got a while. <laughs> Get back to alternate reality, Vlad the Impaler. Bad. <laughs> what about uh, here's something I've been into and uh, hey, how about this? What if what if Vlad went into space? Would he need a spacesuit? No. Think? No, he's Vlad. He's he has powers. He can just fly around like Superman. I mean, if you give, if you grant him all the uh, fictional powers that were granted him by Hollywood, like turning into mist and you know, well, yeah, well, the changing into you know, other various animals, maybe. But I, I, I think, if, I think if he freshly was fre- had just freshly fed on a human and had a full, fresh inf- infusion of blood, he'd probably die. Yeah. But if he was like, uh, you know, just woken up with no blood in him, he might be able to walk around without an atmosphere. Yeah. Now there's some Vlad the Impaler comics coming out that look pretty cool that uh, are on Kickstarter, but I, th- I don't know if it's still going or not, but that's an interesting one. Uh, and also, uh, oh, one thing I'm getting into, and I've, I've had to cut back my comics a lot because I'm, I'm poor, uh, <laughs> and my boss, my Christian Trump boss, keeps screwing me out of money every month, my bonus money. Basically, owes me like three grand now, and it's just funneling our money to like Africa, helping some weird not preacher, like the weirdest crap ever. I get my regular pay with this dude. Oh, it'll be back to normal in December. It's like, dude, you owe me like four grand now, and I have no money. So that's my life. Every time you talk to him, he's like, rah, 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 Jesus, Jesus, Trump, Trump, Trump. It's like, oh, you're just making me hate them all. Shut up. How about Washington, Washington, money, money, money? <laughs> Yeah, if, if you're so close to Jesus, how about uh, having a little manifestation my way? You know, yeah. get me coming up your house. You know, uh, I don't got no problems with the J man, but uh, if you got the direct line, <laughs> send me a hit. But uh, because of him, I've basically been sitting around with zero cents, so it's been really hard, especially when you're earning it and someone's just being uh, irresponsible with it. So that's hard. Uh, I pray it gets fixed, but hopefully I don't have to take Vlad the Impaler methods into my own hands at some point. But uh, Tony Soprano, baby. What would Tony <laughs> Soprano do? Not what I would do. I'm too tired, but what would Tony do? I'll send him there astrally. I can picture <laughs> him going out now with a crowbar in one hand and a gun in the other. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just everything sucks. But as far as I do have a... I think Wham's for this one next when we start off. Neil Donald Walsh. Here you have probably never even heard of him. You're like a godless heathen. <laughs> but uh, Conversations with God. He's an international bestseller. Neil Donald Walsh in January. And then Eric Grimsrud. I'm slow at scheduling, but slowly but surely. But, uh, no, Conversations with God is some books that I've read that have helped me. I've said they've kept me out of prison. And it's basically, there's a movie, and Henry Cesnery uh, yeah, plays him in the movie. 
and uh, the movie's really good. And it's not what you think. It's not like some Christian. Like I don't even think he quotes any of that, anything from that. It's basically a guy that's had such horrible, bad things, bad relationship, broke his neck. He lays down, and this is real. What really happened? He was eating out of dumpsters. And he went to go lay down in the park and said, God, please don't let me die here in a tent that he couldn't even make that someone else helped him. That's probably been the case with me. Hell, man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he uh, he uh, basically started to hear an inner voice. And the first thing, one of the big things it said, you got me all wrong. And when people asked him about what would God say to us, the first thing God says, you got me all wrong. And basically the message is God's not telling all these people to kill in his name. Uh, that religion, you know, abuses mm -hmm. and manipulates. That there's a force there, an energy, the universe, an intelligence that's a super intelligence. And, you know, religion is a, a, a failed way to interpret it. And he has a conversation with this voice. And it's really good. It's he's like he's like he's talking to some kind of supreme deity from Star Trek. Is <laughs> the best way to describe it. But uh, I really love those books. So it's funny. The first time I interviewed him, he goes, "Jeffrey, you're ten minutes late," <laughs> and I'm never late for anything. There was trouble getting through Skype because of his number and some security code. I remember Joe was there that night. Uh, Joe Montado when we couldn't get through and Neil gave me his phone number at his house and I called him Jeffrey you're 10 minutes late oh my god my heart probably jumped out of my body it's weird when you've read people all your life and then they're on the show with you like Joe R. Lansdale and Al going back and Neil Donald Walsh it's just like a, you can be as calm oh. or think you are as you want, but you start freaking out a little. Like, it gets weird. Yeah, I, I did a little. I did a little hero worship on Joe's show. He had he had um, uh, Larry Elmore on, and he's a famous, famous, famous D and D illustrator for the the game. Uh, hung out with Gygax and all that whole crew, uh, and so uh, you know the the focus really was to get the writers of the future. But when I had my chance, I was like you got to tell me some things about because I remember your name in all these books that were on my shelf and they're, they've been destroyed. And that was, it was a horrible thing, but uh, <laughs> it was so awesome to talk to him about that stuff and his artwork. Cause you know, you, you see the man's artwork, but I'd never seen the man before. And I had no idea what he looked like, um, you know, but he's about my dad's age. So, and fantastic artist. And he's dungeons and dragons illustrator. I've definitely heard the name. Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's thousands of images that he's done. Um, cards um he might even have done some of the um uh x-men cards that i have uh it's like a like a like a baseball card set that has um you know the 90s x-men teams the blue and gold teams it's a really good good set i got the whole thing like 100, 250 cards cool yeah different artists different things like just metal foil cards clear see-through cards um there's like about 150 that are just like regular baseball type cards but the the metal foil ones are the neat ones are they worth a lot i haven't really looked um but i i have some duplicates of, of some particularly the metal foil cards um i'm gonna have to check ebay and see what see what they're going for 
never know. I used to have yeah. a lot of gar- garbage pill kids. I wish I still had those. They were worth money. I, used to I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. book that has them all in it. You can buy like a hardback that has them all in it. Like just yeah. you flip the pages. It's not cards. It's just like on a page. We had wacky packages back when I was a kid. Wacky. Remember those wacky packages? Remember those? So the monsters with like weird eyes hanging out. And stuff. We yeah, strange you know, things like uh, uh, they would take normal products and like like monsterify them. <laughs> but yeah, they, they were the thing. You get a sticker and like three or four cards and a piece of stale, you know, white powdered bubble gum. <laughs> Remember the little pink wrestler monsters called Muscles? No, that's old. California raisins were my era, dude. <laughs> my dad got those for me from Hardee's. California raisins? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. I was going to chemo, I had one of those. A couple. I can't. There's one in this house somewhere. I don't know where he is, unless the dog got him. <laughs> I, I don't have them anymore, but you can find them pretty cheap on. Uh, I I still have a, a, a California raisin dude upstairs. I think he's holding a surfboard, actually. <laughs> find them on ebay pretty cheap they're not expensive yeah i wouldn't mind having them again just for that california raisin smell yeah <laughs> they have a certain smell to them that i remember but no it just seems like every week is just new crap like this week we thought the cat ran off through the door when we had it open just when we we're cleaning and she okay. normally you wouldn't think she would ever do that so I'm freaking out out there, looking everywhere. We're driving around, asking people. Turns out she just went up under the couch in a weird way with the with the reclining chairs, and when it never done it before, ever. And uh, she did it, but luckily she we we found her, and she wasn't ate by house, so that's a good plus. But it just scares the crap out of you, and you're out there like yelling for your cat, and can't find her. That's what happened to one of my cats when I moved. I thought that, you know, in the hustle and bustle with all the, you know, I had sequestered them in one room. And, but after all the moving out, I couldn't find her. And I thought, oh, God, maybe someone must have gone in here by accident and let her out because all the, all the doors were open. And like, I had everything out of the house. And I was like, making the last run, I was like, this is the last time I can actually be in this apartment. I'm like, I got to find this cat. And I looked in every room and closet. And there she was, tucked all the way duck deep in the back of the closet. I was like, oh, thank God. Grabbed her, stuffed her in a bag. I'm like, you're coming with me. <laughs> and then today, Jackie, my uh, dog, suddenly has the power to jump an entire fence in the backyard. That's oh. really tall and wooden. That's insane. <laughs> Christina looks back there, and there's Jackie jumping over the fence like Olympics. So now that's changed that whole dynamic to where I have to go out there every time now with the collar owner and just insanity like just weird stuff and then we had a bunch of weird flies getting here which for some reason flies are really bad outside in florida this year everybody's complaining about it but somehow they gotten here and it's doing better but they've never gotten here like that and it was like the exorcist or something but yeah we had we had an egyptian fly infestation this summer in the kitchen why are they really uh, called egyptian it's no, like, it's like, you know, Egyptian plague level. Okay, that's what I think. I didn't know that was like what they really were. That's no, what no. no was, they weren't Egyptian flies. They were just, you know, it was Egyptian epic level, you know, you know, what do you call it? Curse of the Egyptians. 
That's what I've compared it to before, and yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. It's just been nonstop crap and throwing me and broke at the same time. I'm thinking my my house, my kitchen doesn't have a garbage disposal, and I'm thinking this this summer what I'm going to do, or maybe before summer uh, hits, I'm going to change the sink from a split bowl to a single bowl and put a uh, garbage disposal underneath of it. Um, we have one at my job that's on, on clearance for 143 bucks and on, um, payday, we get a double dip on our discount. So <laughs> I'll get 20% off of it. And I think I might just buy it then. And then I'll have all the parts I need except for the sink bowl. And I think having the garbage disposal is going to help keep the fly situation down because I think that's where they're coming from is inside the, the trap. Cause I don't have something to destroy the food on the way down. We have a bunch of old dogs here that are transitioning and one particular one has been she has like bad weird smelling urine and uh mm. they outside the on the porch and they love it those flies and we even clean it no matter what you do there's just a bunch of old dogs here that are croaking and uh it's sad but uh hopefully they transition i think a lot of them several of them will be you know, it'll be more peaceful for them if they did at this point. And no one can really take them to a vet. No one, we're poor. So that's sad. But uh, they're old, an old poodle, an old wiener dog. <laughs> and uh, it's just the way it goes, you know. You get my old. German Shepherd's playing with a, a, one of his bones and he just crashed into my door. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> What's his name again? Admiral Clementine S. Cadiddlehopper. The middle name is Smog. S-M-O-G. Nice. Like the dragon? No, like Smog, like California Smog. We call him that because on the on the Beverly Hillbillies movie, they they're trying the, the Beverly Hillbillies are trying to figure out what smog is. And uh, the actor who plays um uh, Jethro, the dumb one, he goes, I reckon it's a small hog. But we changed it to small dog, so we reckon it's a small dog. But he ain't small. He's like uh, eight months and ninety pounds. <laughs> and uh, just uh, you're listening to United Public Radio one zero seven point seven FM, New Orleans. And coming up is Wally Young from Dead Sky Publishing. His books for a few souls more. <clears throat> Jay just had a hundred two degree temperature. Me. I feel like somebody hit me around a little bit with a something. Santa with a, hit me with a shovel, and uh, hopefully we're not getting a pneumonia. That seems. Have you been seeing all the crap about that? That seems like the new scare. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what I had. Um, I, I mean, I was de- for like three days straight delirious with the fever. I mean, it was just bad. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I could. I could barely. I could barely walk up down my stairs without getting dizzy. Oshkosh bagosh. Well, I'm glad you're better. I don't feel that good. Hopefully, I'm not croaking. But uh, I, I, I was taking those out, uh, out to severe cold, cough, and flu um, drops, the, the fizzy drops. It did knock the hell out of it. I'm still, you can hear it in my throat still, but I'm, I'm much, much better. Yeah. Well, I want to see that new Godzilla minus one. Yeah, that looks pretty good. They say, I know it's subtitles. Uh, and uh, I don't mind that, but I mean, I wanted I wanted to go check out that Monarch show, but I didn't want to have to pay for another damn service just to watch <laughs> one show. <laughs> I got it on uh, somehow PlayStation gave you like six months free of it, and I didn't. 
I need to take it off after January, so don't charge me. But yeah, I've been watching that Monarch, and I think that ends right around January, so it worked out pretty good. <laughs> like I don't Apple, I've never even had an Apple, but I, uh, I look on there, and it's like a lot of these streaming places are just like we've talked about this before. They they just are trying to get you to buy movies, watch movies with commercials, and Apple is like. There's some good stuff on there, but I was kind of like, you know, there needs to be a little bit more on there. Uh, I know there's Strange Planet, that weird cartoon by the Rick and Morty dude. They're not the, the one that had the sexual allegations. The other one, Dan Harmon, and it's based on that little comic with the blue aliens. I don't know if you've ever seen that Strange Planet. It's like some funny little comic you see on Facebook all the time. But No, I haven't seen it. Well, maybe I have, yeah. It has little blue aliens on it. That say funny weird stuff about their emotions, but there's a whole local cartoon series on there uh, on Apple. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. Everyone's just weird. Like even scheduling is weird. Like Lillowin, for example, I used to schedule with them all the time. Lillowin books. Yeah, Lillowin. Now and they just ignore you, and nothing was bad. It's just I don't understand some. I've had other places do that. All of our interviews have been great. There's never been one complaint. It's just suddenly they just throw you away like a dead fish. And they don't care about you anymore. It's like, where are you? I need some guests. I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe they don't have anything they need advertising for. That's that's when they push everybody. <laughs> a lot of weird stuff like that over the years with stuff. And just stuff that there's no reason. I mean, nothing bad happens. So it's just weird. And then the, the Church of Mavis radio site, that's just been so weird. It's done, but not done. The free website guys finished it, but now it's like in this state of perpetual uh, suspended animation where you have to do these certain things to get it ready to launch it live. And then uh, someone's helping me, but that seems kind of slow lately. So I'm not, I want to start begging on Facebook for someone to help me because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So now it's just sitting there with weird French language all over it. It's like things are just crazy. <laughs> Everything just feels like poop lately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I just, I just, I just looked at the church and maybe said it's still the same and nothing has changed. Well, here's the thing: it's finished, but they sent all these steps you got to do to launch it live. And I'm looking through all the steps, and a lot of it's some complicated, weird stuff. And the guy was helping me with it. He's supposed to, but he just seems like he's, I don't know, gotten slower and weirder or something. <laughs> so now I'm going to have to get someone else to help me figure it out. But Or maybe I'm just going to break down and try to do it myself. I've just been so crazy and busy, and I work, you know. So I don't know they tell me what to do, but it's not that. It's, it's complicated, weird stuff, like with Google Analytics and all this weird stuff. And... I'll figure it out somehow. I'm going to call him, and then if he ain't going to do it, I'll be trying to get somebody with some WordPress skills off Facebook to help me that hopefully is not a con or whatever. I'll make sure they're not from Nigeria. Yeah. <laughs> I'd make sure it's someone I knew, but I don't know. Everything's just crazy. It feels like poop. But, uh, oh, we saw, uh, me and Christina saw Killers of the Flower Moon. By Martin Scorsese, you know who that is? I know who Martin Scorsese is, yes. <laughs> I know that, but do you know the movie? No, I do not know the movie. <laughs> it's a new movie that just came out. It's on streaming. It's got Leonardo DiCaprio, uh -oh. Robert De Niro. Oh, it's got a lot of people in it, but a lot of natives. And it's about three hours, though about three hours and 30 minutes. 
and it's based on a true story. Uh, it's like 1920s, I believe. The Asagi Nation found oil on their land, and they suddenly, these natives, it's a true story, rose to, it's based on a book. That's like a New York Times bestselling book. I forget the author. But they rose and became rich. Next thing you know, you got these natives that are just like yuppies, like cars, jewelry, dress nice. And this was in Kentucky, I believe, one of those places. And uh, anyway, so the white man gets involved. He starts marrying these ladies and trying to get their oil from them. Well, guess what happens next? They start murdering them, poisoning them, killing them. So the deep go to the white men, and it's it's crazy. Like it's it'll make you want to throw up. Like it's just so. so they show like the death scenes. One prick, uh, his his native wife's, you know, yeah, baby carriage, and he just shoots her through the window, dead right at the baby, like the and puts the gun in her hand. And it's basically just white dudes, just the same ones that, you know, raped and pillaged them the first time, just doing it again. And it'll make you throw up. Like, I didn't throw up, but it, it was... Uh, yeah, it looks badass. What's it on? What's, what, what network? Oh, Prime. And Prime. Pay for it. You probably got to pay for it. Uh, yeah. It's Apple. It's coming to Apple, but it's on, like, pay streaming now. Yeah, you got to pay for I got to pay for that one now. Yeah, yeah no, the, the the clip on the on IMDb looks like definitely 1920s, like, you know, uh, Tommy Gun era. <clears throat> it's crazy. Like, yeah. It's basically, just white dudes just swindling natives and poisoning them. Well, I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was like the hero. No, he's like just sleazy dude, too. So it gets it's, Yeah. <laughs> they're all just sleazy white dudes getting the, the natives. And it's sad. And uh, there's a part in it that this uh, is no big deal. At the end, all the uh, living relatives of the nation come together and dance and stuff. Like a lot of them, there's a big dance, like in modern times, like just a tribute to them all and stuff. But definitely very sad, but worth the watch. I mean, it's not something I'd want to watch over and over because it's depressing. Yeah. It's sick. Like it makes you sick. I have Cherokee in my blood, supposedly. I mean, I've seen my great-great-grandmother in a picture, and she looked like she definitely was and had the clothes and stuff. But most of mine, they don't come up in DNA, but that's hard to read anyway. But, well, I mean, just uh, in general, the history that this country has with particular Native tribes, uh, not even just, just here, but all across the uh, American seaboard, uh, just the things they did, giving, you know, ch chicken pox laden blankets to children. I mean, that's just, who does that? That's disgusting. That's insane. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't understand this world. Let me grab this incense for a second. Hold on a second. What uh, what have you been watching lately? Talk. Um, I've actually been going back and watching the old Frasier show and watching his new show at the same time. Um, which they, they just uh, they just dropped the I think the tenth of the last of the season, ten episodes. But it was a pretty good run. Um, it took some three or four episodes to get its feet going. But the new Frasier show is pretty funny. Um, and there's a nice guest surprise guest actress at the end of the last show. So I'm not going to give any spoilers away. So you should go watch it. <laughs> I just got an incense holder thing, and I didn't realize it had all this dust on it. And then the dust came off everywhere on the cat and the bed and me. 
So I'm just trying to like this. Did, uh, did you get any of that Gonad stuff I told you to look at? You know, I need to relook at it. I got some Nog Champa, and I got these weird. If you look on Amazon, there's some vampire werewolf and weird incense. That's like werewolf, but it's kind of like Nog Champa. It's strong. It's called a vampire orchid and werewolf and Dracula's blood, but it's kind of like the real good incense. I've been getting that. Yeah, the the Gonesh brand is pretty good. Um, I found a whole drawer of it this, the other day, and uh, um, Diane's been burning some today. It smells pretty good. Yeah, that's real strong, like the drops or something. Well, it's like well, a, they they have like, cones and sticks. Um, I don't think they have any oils. They might, but um, uh, but they they have they're not like the they do they do have traditional, you know, uh, flavors, sandalwood and patchouli and what have you. But they have like, these numbered ones that are like two, four, six, and eight, and, and twelve are pretty are pretty nice, like flowery kind of ones. And then yeah. they have like odd ones that are like like outdoorsy type smells, like you know, like a uh, pine forest kind of smells, and um, not not so much flowery and fruity, but you know, maybe more pungent, more spicy. I guess is the word. Yeah. Q. 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 Yeah, and I've always enjoyed. That's the only kind I ever burn in my house, anyway. Yeah, that's. Uh, I do the Nag Champa. Are there some him? Uh, what is it? Him uh, White Sage, like a company called H E M. I like them a lot. They're pretty cool, for sure. And uh, I know our guest is coming in the last thirty minutes. Hopefully, there's no weirdness with that. <laughs> But uh, I saw Oppenheimer. That was pretty good. I mean, it's not something I'd watch again anytime soon, but <laughs> but I liked it. As you know, I'll probably the, wait. I'll probably wait till it comes comes for free. It's still it's, it's still um, rent or buy. I think on Prime. Yeah, and it's uh, basically uh, you know the story about the dude that made the atom bomb. Manhattan Project. Yeah. And uh, how's it going, Sun Dragon? Sun, Sun Dragon, Sun Dragon. Uh, and uh, I'm just trying to say it right. I'm an idiot. But Oppenheimer's worth the watch. It's long, though, like three hours. And uh, it's basically, uh, you know, about the dude that made the atom bomb. And it's uh, kind of depressing. But shows. the new Indiana Jones movie is three hours long. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, it was pretty good. I did. I fell asleep halfway through, so I had to watch it two different parts. So I, I, I want to try to watch it where I can watch it all the way through without being tired from work. <laughs> yeah, those those three hours are some real bangers. <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon's good though. I would recommend it. Yeah, I didn't know that look. It does look good. I want. I want to try to see if I can find that later try on. Try to say a prayer for the for the victims and stuff. Yeah, know? that's just creepy, creepy, creepy. But I haven't read the book. It seems like oh, I don't know if I want to read it. I've seen the movie. That's good enough. <laughs> I don't know if I need to soak in that anymore. There's there's been quite a few movies that I've seen the movie first and then read the book, and a couple movies where I read the book first then saw the movie. I think I'd rather watch the movie first and then go back and read the book for the first time and see how close they got it, rather than go the other way. Because I, I think people find themselves being more disappointed. When they've read the book, they have a certain level of expectation. And when that movie doesn't reach that level, they're let down. 
So if you see the movie first and then read the book, you may not have that same level of expectation. You know what I mean? Less likely to be disappointed in their interpretation of the book. I was disappointed that Devil in the White City got canceled. Supposedly, uh, Martin Scorsese, Keanu Reeves, and that's that H.H. H. Holmes book, you know, the murder uh, Chicago yeah. dude. <clears throat> that got canceled on Hulu or something. Wow. What are they thinking? That's got to be a hard one to make, though. I mean, if you're really going to do it right, that's, uh, I mean, that's not going to be easy. You got to make the murder hotel. You got to, the viciousness, like you got the main, I'm sure you'll have police and stuff in it, but that guy is just, he's one that's always creeped me out of all this stuff, paranormal stuff. I've had Jeff Mudgett on, who's a living relative of uh, Herman uh, Mudgett. And uh, that's the name, one of the H.H., H. I think H.H. H. Holmes' real name. He had a lot of different names, but Jeff had that uh, series on a history channel, American Ripper. Mm-hmm. He I thinks, thought. Yeah, he thinks he's Jack the Ripper, and I don't know if that's true. But, I mean, I wouldn't rule it out either. Some some of the evidence stacks up. I mean, there's some pretty compelling, compelling uh, evidence with him. Holmes in a, in a train log or something, like a, someone signed Holmes in a... Uh, a dossier or something mm-hmm. train yeah that Holmes I think at first I heard Leonardo DiCaprio was gonna play him uh thanks dragon those are uh from retro a go go if you go to the site retro a go go uh <coughs> cool stuff there uh Doug Pagosh has been on about those I have a whole room filled with them they're basically Ben Cooper old Halloween costumes turned into masks. And uh, let's see if I could do a tour of some of them. Let's see. Check it out. Yeah. That's a NASA zombie. Some brain alien. I don't know. Bride of Frankenstein. 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 Guess that one. What's that one right there? You know that one. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a Martian dude from the Mars movie. Yeah. Mummy. Uh, creature of the Black Creature. Werewolf. Wolf. Thank you. Yeah. There's a bunch more over on the other side. He has so many. I don't have them all. I can't afford them all. They're, yeah. They're, they're, they're like the old 70s masks that we got. That's what that's what we put on our faces at Halloween. Is Those exact colors and everything. I, I particularly remember the two that are behind you for sure. Yeah. I want to switch them out and put, let some others have the have some sunshine in the show because they're getting jealous. The spirits, <laughs> the spirits are getting jealous. They're gonna get me. It's probably spirits why, are restless. It's probably why the flies are so bad coming in here. <laughs> like, they yeah, they're telling you. It's, yeah, look, look, look at look at the patterns they make on the wall. Maybe they're they're spelling out. Change the mask. <laughs> We've had some weird stuff. Me and Christina saw uh, going down. We talked about this on the last show. Going down the highway, and there was like a big golden weird wolf on the and I. I don't know what it was, but it was just like going down. Golden Cove, wouldn't it? You guys have you guys have mountain lines down there, so I mean, it wasn't it wasn't that? It was like at first I thought coyote, but it just seemed big and like weird, white and fluffy, like it's just weird. I don't know what the hell it was, but uh, and of course you know, we thought Skinwalker, Wolfman, and all that stuff. The natives say you do see them a lot on the side of the road. I'm not saying it's that, but I'm just saying 
there was just something weird about it that I don't understand. Supposedly, the only wolves I've heard around here, and I didn't even know there were any, was some red wolf, weird coyote wolf thing. And I looked those up. It didn't look like that. But I've been watching a lot of weird uh, documentaries with Christina on uh, Tubi, mm -hmm. uh, American Werewolves, which is uh, Seth uh, Breedlove's uh, Small Town uh, Monsters, uh, Retro Agogo. Like, it's like Retro A-Go-Go. Talking to Sun Dragon. I know you're on my Facebook. I saw you there. What's up? But uh, our number one fan. It's not Gabe anymore, Sun Dragon. Gabe has to work. <laughs> yeah, Gabe's, Gabe got gainfully employed. Glad to have you here and uh, on a Friday night, you know. But <laughs> I don't got to go. Even if I was not doing the show, I would not go anywhere probably on a Friday night. But... uh <clears throat> I always get in trouble when I seems like the more people I meet or we try to meet, it just leads to trouble somehow. Like they're on some kind of crazy drug or just some kind of weirdness that like, I just give up. People are too crazy. Like, I can't do it anymore. I've always been a hermit. So that's no big deal <laughs> to me. I'm used to it, but, uh, I don't know what that thing was, but American werewolves is on Tubi. And, uh, let's see. Uh, what else does I see? Oh, Dogman Triangle. That's another good one. That's about. I mean, this these documentaries on Tubi are from Small Town Monsters. Also, Skinwalker Ragaroo. Like that's what they call it in Joe territory. The the S Walker, a Ragaroo, like a werewolf. And it's in their culture. They used to threaten their kids with it. Don't go in the woods. The Ragaroo will get you. Joe's yeah. probably heard of it. But anyway. Uh, Here's the thing. There's like some weird native legends of crazy crap, cannibal tribes and stuff that curse the land. And they got made kind of like Skinwalker Ranch weirdness. So there's a lot of stuff. But the coolest thing about those documentaries I'm mentioning is there's real witnesses in there. And I believe they're real people who genuinely believe they saw it. And one of them guys like, I pissed my pants. And he was anonymous and blackened out. <laughs> but I'm telling you, there's something to the werewolf thing. Not saying that's what I saw. I don't know what it was, but there's something about it that's true. Like a dog man. I mean, I think there's... I mean, there's got to be something that's true to the legend. These, these kinds of creatures are talked about across the whole planet. Yeah. You know, all different kinds of creatures that can change shape. I mean, Rakshasas... Uh, lycanthropes, like you know, werewolves. Isn't that like a tiger in Dungeons and Dragons too? Like a tiger dude? Well, it's an Indian legend. It's not. It, yes, it's a monster in Dungeons and Dragons as well. But I mean, it's like all the traditional monsters. I mean, Frankenstein is a flesh golem. Uh, they have werewolves, lycanthropes, like in, in. But yeah, but these creatures are. They're not just Dungeons and Dragons. They're all from all cultures all across the planet. Um, all different types of shape shifting creatures. Yeah, I just remember the one in Dungeons and Dragons, like a, a tiger dude. It's a, yeah, the, 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 the drawing is a, is a draw is a drawing of like a, a Burmese or something kind of tigerish humanoid dude. But yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. Rakshasa, they're shapeshifters as well. Our guest Wally Young is heading home from work. He will be here momentarily. And yeah, uh, that's uh, retro. I don't know. Uh, it's, I'll spell it in the chat. I know that you'll have to just put that in the search engine and it'll come up as a link. But it may have like little dashes or something in it. There's a lot of cool stuff on there like 
weird Betty Page stuff and tells from the crypt uh, blankets and stuff like that and just weird stuff like uh, he does a lot of weird art and things like that uh, but yeah I, I like getting into that dog man stuff I mean if you look at the Egyptian stuff uh, Anubis is that, am I saying that right Anubis uh, that's what one of the guys said that thing looked like one dude was telling a story about how he was running to exercise and there were cornfields and then he noticed that something was running with him and he and the way he was going home he could go left to his house and the thing would run out like right at him because the cornfield ended so he went right to his friend's house but still ended up seeing the thing that was chasing him and it was like a a wolf man and he bust into his friend's house freaked out scared to death and uh that whole what have you ever heard of that place land between the lakes it's like a weird uh let me look it up it's a national park where they have a lot of dogman sightings and there's stories about a, a family being killed there by it and it's like in the the, the town lore uh and all that stuff but it's crazy it's all in the dogman crap i'm not saying it's true i don't know i wasn't there but uh, it's in it's in uh, Kentucky, I think. Wait, yeah, Kentucky, Land Between the Lakes. Look up Land Between the Lakes, Dog Man, and you will go on a journey. Like, there's just a lot of crap about it. Massacre at Land Between the Lakes, uh, which there a lot of people claim some kind of family was ate there by a dog man. I know it sounds cuckoo magoo, but... I mean, I don't rule the things. I've seen enough weird stuff where I don't rule anything out. <laughs> I don't try to believe everything either. But I've seen giant shining light dudes leave my house and fly into the heavens completely sober. And I know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was my dad. Maybe it was like freaking biblical angels. Hell if I know. But uh, once you see stuff like that, you're a little bit more open to people's stories. And let's face it, you know, you don't really make any money lying at this crap. Maybe Stan Romanek did, which he was a fruit loop. Uh, yeah, very few people, if any, made any kind of money off of this. Unless and in most like, cases, it's ruined other people's lives in this kind of research. <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, Tubi, uh, American Werewolves, and uh, Skinwalker, Ragaroo, and uh, Dogman Triangle. That's a lot of cool stuff on there with... Uh, Wolfman. There's a lot of Bigfoot stuff on there, too. Uh, well, hopefully he'll be here soon, and uh, we'll just talk about his book and let him talk a lot while I rest. And <laughs> we got the flu. So what's up with this pneumonia? I mean, that's scary. I, I don't know. I don't know what the hell I had, but... Um, it's it, in the it, U.S. now, and they're saying it came from China. We better not even talk about it. Like, Whatever it was, it was bad. I mean, the, the, the mucus was so thick at times that like, you could not breathe. And it had the consistency of, like, if you were to take, say, silly putty and mix it with crazy glue. I mean, it was – I can't even describe how just nasty it was. We'll just call it the P word in case there's still yeah. sense during it. That way it sounds nasty either way, whichever way you take it. <laughs> It was pretty gross. It was not fun. I mean, I, I spent, you know, several several hours during the week just, you know, getting into a hot steam bath or hot, putting a towel over my head and turn the hot water on to let the steam open up my lungs. It was that bad I couldn't breathe. What is up with this Ukraine? They just keep kicking ass. Ukraine blows up China to Russia railway. How are these dudes still alive? 
Like they're like <laughs> they're like Rambo. How do you still survive against Russia? That's what I don't understand. They're like killing Putin's allies. Thinned out. I mean, they're they're far from home. They're not. They 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 have to truck a lot of stuff down there to keep that war effort going. They're like uh, I saw something about thirty eight thousand Russian troops dead from freezing outside to death. 38,000. Someone said Napoleon had a similar thing happen. Yeah. But, I mean, but this Ukraine's beating the crap out. I mean, I don't think they're, they're I mean, it's just, they're, they're definitely whooping tail back on some level, but I just don't even understand how they're surviving. You would think Russia would just wipe anyone out besides us. Or Apparently China. not. I mean, they're using old, old equipment. Russia seems kind of puss-tooty. Yeah. More puss-tooty than I, I guess I thought. I mean, they're not on many levels, but on a lot of levels, you know, I'm just surprised it's taken so long or whatever for them to do it. <clears throat> I don't understand the whole Ukraine stuff. I The whole thing is uh, he's doing it because there are Nazis there. Well, yeah, there, there probably are some Nazis there, but there are Nazis here. But the way he's doing it, it's like he's killing civilians, too. Well, he, he's, he said, he's, I think he's, I think he's alluding more towards there's some, some not Nazi technology there from the war that he wants to get his hands on that the Ukrainians have. That's the gist I'm getting. And then he also, his other reason is to reunite the, the, you know, former Russian states. But he's basically using it as a excuse just to slaughter everyone, isn't he? <laughs> like he's yeah, a, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I mean, by that logic, we got some KKK and Nazis here too. The, the, yeah. We all deserve to die, like every one of us, because of these sicko Nazi dudes. <laughs> so I don't understand the logic. It's like killing in the name of Jesus, well, baby. It was logical. I mean, it's just this is just what Putin is saying. He's his reasoning like for this stuff. You know, it's just I don't it's like nuts. Him. I don't like him. I think he liked the PP tape with Trump. That's what I think. I think they're both into the PP tapes. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't like any of them. It's like rooting for one of these dudes. It's like rooting for Ted Bundy. You know, it's just I don't, I'm not feeling it with anyone. There's like no one fascinating running at all. Is there like <laughs> Cornell West, that like eccentric black dude? That's about the only one I, I don't even know if he's running anymore. He's like Malcolm X or something. I like him, but he's on Bill Maher all the time and stuff. But uh, I haven't watched Bill Maher in a while. I actually want to watch a Bill Maher interview with Roseanne just for the stupid of it. <laughs> like just to see those two personalities clash. She was calling him MK Ultra. <laughs> but uh i haven't watched it yet i might watch it at some point <clears throat> but uh so what's up what have you been watching anything uh no just really basically that crazy show there's 11 seasons and what's it i'll called tell again? you huh what's it called again the original fraser show there were 11 oh. seasons okay. um which is which is a long time for a spinoff character from cheers have his own show and i did i never realized how just funny it was i mean the really real it's so funny that you laugh so hard you got to back it up because you missed the next joke because you're laughing too hard <laughs> let's know this from dragon he's seen something with someone that looked like a giant spider run across the street 
while driving with a friend. She saw it too, jumped over car and ran off in the woods opposite side of road, uh, head scratching, no actual scratches on the roof. So guessing it was something spiritual type thing. Yeah, there are weird things that are like, uh, like that. I've heard it. Like there's some extraterrestrial guidebook I have that has like these weird spider aliens in it. <laughs> look weird, but uh, that's definitely weird. That's like something out of arachnophobia <laughs> or something. But there's some things that I've heard like that. I mean, I've never seen anything like that, but I've heard stories about weird spider things. Uh, <clears throat> my weirdest one is like weird reptilians that were very weird, that seemed kind of astral, and. Uh, one was like a hydra i was partying and we're not going to go into that too much but yeah balls to the wall but uh but anyway one was like a hydra one was like a humanoid that kind of like you you would think like medusa but the hair was just weird like, i don't even know if his hair but it was like the lake was very warm water and you heard this weird music and uh they were like astral, like on another dimension. I kept seeing that face of Mars in my head, which I don't know. That might be BS. I don't know. That's just something I kept hearing. And at first, <clears throat> I thought they were, uh, I'm from Georgia and was raised Christian. And I mean, I think there's some truth to Christianity because I've seen shining light beings leave my house and fly into the heavens. So they probably like know a Christ consciousness Jedi dude or something. But uh, <laughs> as far as, uh, you know, I thought they were fallen angels. I thought it was the devil when I saw them that night. But it was weird because they kept saying weird stuff like I love you, sing, dance and write. I say they're like Deepak Chopra. And uh, I don't know what they were, but I'll never forget it. And it's almost like when you talk about it, you just feel it in your body. Like, do they know you're talking about them right now? Whatever the hell that was. Weird thing is, <clears throat> I saw this case all across. Like, there's a, a being, a humanoid being sighting with antenna-like objects on its head. And that was very similar to what I saw. I found other cases of people seeing similar things throughout the South. And uh, that was creepy. There, but, there are many, many, many uh, cave paintings with uh, depictions of headdresses with what can like only be that. described as antennas. Yeah, it's like there's, I saw like aliens. In the, it's in the southwest. The Hopi Indians have drawn them. There's, they're in the, the Low Show, La Show caves in France. They have the same antenna wearing beings as well. I was tripping, but I, I don't let that rule out anything. I've seen stuff doing that, and I've seen stuff completely sober, nothing, but both. So uh, I think it's a tool and uh, shouldn't be shunned, but it should be moderation and definitely, you know, not abused. And I don't do it now. I'm scared to do it now. Like, I'm afraid I'll have a heart attack. That was a long time ago. But uh, I've had similar experiences like that Chris Bledsoe guy that summons UFOs. And I've made balls of light move in the sky. Uh, friends have said, Jeffrey, you're attracting them here. And I've felt like a UFO attractor. It's not quite like that now. Mostly now it just feels like some dark side trying to beat my ass all the time because I'm some kind of light that I can't even live up to in this world because it's so crazy. Uh, everything just feels crazy and uncomfortable. I did see a cool thing, and I'm thinking of it now. I saw Nine Inch Nails. Uh, I mean, Trent Reznor, uh, 
<clears throat> doing a introduction for the cure in the rock and roll hall of fame that was pretty cool and i listened to a bunch of cure but uh i saw that recently i think it was pretty old but it was just cool because he don't usually like go to things like that so he was like real anxious and nervous and stuff it's in the nine inch nails channel i'm doing some nine inch nails cure binging i listened to pretty hate machine during chemo uh that helped me through chemo that was my soundtrack for chemotherapy when i got a nut chopped off it's weird because on the back of that album he's his head shaved and he looks like powder on the back of it that's how i look too when i went through all that crap then of course i went back to school and kids said i had aids like god it's like i'm a virgin you you pricks but you know I'm not now, of course, but back then. <laughs> but uh, I'm still a virgin. That's right. The 50-year-old virgin. But no, uh, anyway, uh, everything's just nutter butter. <clears throat> What's going on with Israel and stuff? Like it's, he's, on, he's just going to blow up everybody. Russia, Iran, like that dude, Netanyahu. Yeah, well, he's pissed. I mean... They've been trying to live there in peace since 1949. Um, not that they're, they're not they're not saints, you know. They've done bad things too, but almost all the stuff they've done in, in, that people would consider bad it's in retaliation for other things that happened first. And here's just another first: is they they get attacked by these guys, have a the clear blue sky, and um, the, you know, even if it wasn't Israel, I don't know why the rest of the community, uh, the, the global community, isn't making a big fuss about this. You've got a bunch of terrorists, and even if they weren't terrorists, if they were army people targeting civilians, intentionally targeting civilians, that, that that would have to be stopped immediately. But no one's doing anything. So it's 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 bad. It's it's, it's not not going to be a good thing. Well, the worst thing is uh, they seem you know uh, I mean the whole thing's just bloodthirsty. I'm not for either side. I mean I may have a little biblical weird thing, you know Israel. I don't go around talking trash about them in case that you know comes into effect in the prophecy in the future or something. Like uh, I don't know, both sides seem a little twisted to me and all that stuff. But I mean, I know the the terrorist side is the worst side, but I know I see. Uh, but there's Palestinians caught up in that who are not, you know, who are probably innocent, of course. So it's just bad on either way you look at it. Know, not every Palestinian's a terrorist, but there's terrorists there running the show. Yeah, giving ten to ten thousand dollar apartment buildings to people if you got hostages, and they would give you ten grand in your own house. Like one guy who got caught by Israel was saying that uh, that basically they probably lied to him. They probably wasn't really going to give that to him. <laughs> but it's just crazy. Blood on blood leads to more blood. Oh, it seems like it's all just about to cake over and blow up at this point <laughs> until we're dead. Has it happened? Has it happened sooner, really? Well, I, I'm surprised. You know, I, it's I, I thought the opening volleys of World War Three were going to be when the, the twin towers were were struck with those airplanes, but apparently that wasn't it. That that didn't spark it off. And then there was our retaliation to that, and then there were some other conflicts, and now we've got this going on. If this doesn't spark off the War of War III, I don't know what will, but it's, hopefully it can be quelled. I mean, we got two major skirmishes going on with, you know, countries that are in control of nuclear devices. That's Israel 
Russia, Czechoslovakia, oh, not Czechoslovakia, uh, Ukraine, and uh, all those surrounding countries. <laughs> Everybody has nukes. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I saw something from this Monkey Works guy, one of those right-wing whatever dudes. But uh, he keeps up with air flight things, patterns, and what's going on. But he said that there's like a 900% up increase in uh, Chinese immigrants crossing the border, I guess, down south, like a pickup in it. And uh, I was like, well, let me see if this right-wing crap's true. And I searched it, and there were some major news sources like NBC talking about it. So what I'm trying to figure out, if uh, why would Chinese immigrants... Don't they got to cross oceans and crap to get here? Yeah, I mean, so they're coming up through South America? That's kind of weird. It's like, are they about to get us is what I'm wondering. And I guess that's what everybody was thinking with that one. But, uh, like, they're all coming up to get to come get ready to for to get us. World War III. Well, that's how that's how Red Dawn started is that the, they came up through Mexico and split the country in half right right through the Colorado Mountains or the Rockies. What I'm seeing they're doing that, <laughs> like 900% uptake. Up, uh, <laughs> it's, it's increased. Mark Eddy representing. Ain't seen you in a while, old bean. Mark Eddy. But uh, our guest should be here soon, hopefully. If not, I guess we'll just be uh, chatting the last 25 minutes here. Uh, Keep on chatting away then. Chat, chat, chat. Let me see if there's a, a Facebook. Uh, that's Wally Young, uh, Dead Sky Publishing. Uh, for a few souls more, and uh, <clears throat> it's Weird West basically, westerns with weird stuff in it, like skinwalkers and werewolves and zombies and vampires and all kinds of stuff. And uh, I like them, I like them. I want to watch uh, Bone Tomahawk again, it's been a while. Monarchs. Yeah, you, mentioned, you mentioned that earlier in the show. I got to look that one up too. It's on Hulu. That's a good one if you need one. Yeah, I, I got Frazier. Hulu. You watch Frazier. The new. It's Frazier. a good show. It's the the first the first show. The first. It's eleven seasons. It's funny. It's, it was on eleven seasons for a reason. Um, <coughs> I understand. Holds, yeah. It holds the record for the most uh, Emmys, thirty-five, <coughs> for a comedy show. It used to hold for. Uh, all of the Emmys it had the most until um, Game of Thrones got 36 or 37 Emmys. And uh, the thing with, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I understand that there's certain, I know one guy was saying his feel-good show that he watches all the time is Seinfeld or something. Like I could see Frasier being one of those kind of comfort shows where people just like watching yeah. a lot over and over. Seinfeld's funny too. I like Seinfeld, but my comfort one is Curb Your Enthusiasm. I like that one a lot. With uh, Larry never, never got into that, but the, the one dude with the glasses, he's kind of funny. David Larry something David, or other. That's the guy that co-wrote Seinfeld. Yeah. He's the one that uh, helped create Seinfeld, one of them. I think there's two of them, but he's definitely one of the dudes. If not, I think there's two of them that did it, but he's definitely one because people from Seinfeld are on that show all the time, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's just funny. And then his, his black friend Leon's funny. And then Vince Vaughn's on there and all kinds of people. It's just one of those funny, 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 funny shows. I don't really have many shows like that. Most of my shows are horror or something weird. Uh, horror. Invincible's pretty good if you need a, a weird superhero cartoon. It's on Amazon. What's it called? Decibel? Invincible. 
Oh, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. It's got a J.K. Simmons in it or whatever. What's yeah. It? Yeah, he's like the Superman prick guy. And uh, yep. <laughs> you ever see The Boys? The Boys is good. No, I didn't see that one. The Boys is a crazy superhero show. Uh, Seth Rogen's involved in Invincible and The Boys and Future Man on Hulu. Preacher, that show, that was crazy. But uh, uh, the boys, and then there's Gen V, which is a spinoff. Uh, but the boys is uh, crazy as hell. Garth Ennis wrote the comics. He also did Preacher. But uh, God, Kyle Urban's in it. Carl Urban? Kyle Urban, Carl Urban yeah. Yeah. He's well, 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 or New Zealander. It ain't the invisible. <clears throat> I can't say that word on air. He says, that if, well, 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 if it ain't the invisible sea. But uh, oh, I know who's about to be on it. Uh, oh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Okay, I know who that is. Negan. Yeah. And also uh, the comedian from uh, The Watchmen. Yeah, and he he was also um, he he was the uh, cop in the Ant Man series, didn't he? And the same dude. Uh, I think so. I don't know. I'd have to I think look. it is. This dude's gonna show up now, man. <laughs> Nine thirty-five. Is it Mercury retrograde? I could have sworn I read it was, but it's just been. Who knows? Long. I mean, it's, it's, it, things are going too right right now. So I mean, something's got to kick. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I'm looking at looking it up and see what's going on. Mercury, the planet of communication. Stations retrograde in Capricorn from December 13th to January 1st. Oh my God! Five more days. Ah, oh, we just missed it. <laughs> well, no, it, it starts up in five more days. That's what I'm saying. We got yeah, to get five yeah, more days. Yeah. We, this yeah. show missed it. <laughs> it's but you could start feeling it like right before they say, like you know, they say all kinds. Of, I think there's something to it. I don't go all cuckoo about it or anything. But I used to have a guy that I worked with, Dan Marikami who uh, worked for Steely Dan. You ever heard of that? Oh, cool. And he used to to, like tune their instruments and stuff for him, but he was always like, it's Mercury Retrograde! It's Mercury Retrograde! He's like this cool Japanese old dude at Petco with a ponytail. I'm trying to find him, but I can't. He would laugh so hard if he if uh, he knew I did a paranormal UFO type situation show because he loaned me the classic X-Files episodes, like the, the favorites in the series. Yeah. Uh, and then I eventually bought them, all of them. But he, uh, it's funny because he uh, he would just laugh so hard. I want to tell him, but I don't know how to get him. He don't really like the computer, so. And who knows? Hopefully he's still alive. But Dan Marikami, tuned for Steely Dan. Back in the day at Petco. Those are the days. God, working retail. Eight or ten hours standing. That's what you got to do now, ain't it? Yeah. Eight hours standing on solid concrete block. These a-holes ever give a, somebody a chair? Like, what's the big deal if you had a register? Why can't you have a chair? Like, I mean, uh, We'd have some stools at the registers, yes. But uh, uh, office chairs are only in the offices. <laughs> I don't know if this bro's showing up. <laughs> we only got a few minutes. We got 13, what, 23 minutes left. 
Yeah, he said in the last 30 minutes, so we'll see. Uh, if not, I'm just going to keep the title as is and just stick it up anyway, I guess. I'm too tired to do anything else. So what, what photo was that in the background? Is that the uh, sport model? Where? The UFO in the back of the picture. Of the I don't know, that's something of Joe's. Uh, it, it, I think it's I think it's Bob Lazar's or not Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar sport model. I don't know. I don't know how you can look, but looks like it. I have the model of kit. I haven't built it yet, but it, that looks like the top of it. Uh oh, that's not how. That's not it. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I don't know if this dude's showing up. Bro, 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 bro. Only bro, two bro. minutes. And if he's showing up, he's just doing a little commercial, which was what I was going to do anyway. But just check out Dead Sky Publishing. Uh, their Splatter Western books. <coughs> if you want some weirdness, some, some hardcore weirdness. And uh, I like them. I want to get some old Stephen King books that I haven't read. I never read Christine. I've never read. I think I read Salem's Lot. I'd like to read it again though. There's some old ones that I haven't read. I never read Carrie. We were at Best Buy today, and we were looking at uh, some movies. And uh, my girlfriend Diane picked up uh, Pet Cemetery, the new one. Um, I didn't get it, but then we found uh, the classic uh, Christmas stop animation movies, Frosty and. Rudolph or Santa Claus is coming to town. So we yeah. got those and we got the uh, the three big Charlie Brown Christmas things. Christmas, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and I forget what the third one is, but three old, old, old Charlie Brown movies. Yay. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Did you watch those as a kid? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, I was the first Charlie Brown movie came out when I was born. So, I mean, that movie's as old as me. So that's, that's a standby. I got to watch that one every time it comes on. Trying my phone was ringing and it wasn't him. He don't have my number, but I was like, "Who's calling me?" Yeah, you never know though. <laughs> the weirdest calls. Like there's there's this lady named Rebecca that just keeps calling. I mean, all these places just keep calling for her, like police and bills and weird stuff. Like I, I don't know. She must just like use my number for something or had it a long time ago. Weird stuff. Just continually uh, keep on calling for, and every person that calls my phone, besides a few, is like some telemarketer that ain't even for me. Asking for someone else. For the first year I had my car, it's a brand new car. I got these emails and phone calls. You know, your your um, your warranty is about to expire. It's brand new. How is it going to expire in one year? Come on. <laughs> Just crazy. Everything's mm -hmm. crazy. Well, uh, we got one more show this year. That's I think Wham's here, and uh, that's it. So uh, that's gonna be. Uh, we're taking a, a break after the last next show. The Christmas sabbatical coming up. It'll be a show with Wham next week, and then two weeks off, and then come back the fifth and Wham's for that, and then we'll go from there. 
And uh, I guess just with your schedule, just let me know the weeks you're off because I didn't even know you were doing the show this week. Uh, oh, you didn't? I thought we were on this, man. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, said, you last said that you didn't know if you were scheduled, and you, I never know. But as soon as you can, just basically what I'm going to do with the schedule is just uh, do whams and then keep those open. And if you're off, let me know, and I'll let you sit in. Yeah, I think I think my next Friday I'm off, and then or no, next Friday I'm working, and the next Friday after that I'm off. Oh, yeah, I just looked at my schedule. I can't remember, I'll, I'll, but I'll send you what I got. But we're but we're not doing. Uh, I mean, the, we're fixing to do one more show, and then those next. Yeah. Two, then we come well, back. Well, yeah, that's the, a good thing about my job is they usually give me three weeks out, so I can always give you three okay. weeks worth of. Wham is the first three Fridays of January, so after that's the next three, twenty six, okay. two, and yeah, nine. So, they won't be scheduling that for at least about three more weeks. So <laughs> I'm scheduling slow. Yeah. What's up with Sun Dragon? You do interviews, man. What's up with you? You got some things going on. I bet you ever did a radio interview. I have to get you on sometime if you wanted to, but you may not want to. <laughs> <laughs> We're hard up for guests. <laughs> <laughs> things are weird. Things are weird with guests. Like it's usually easier. Just it's just weird. So far, I just got two people scheduled for January. Well, don't let Mark Eddie hear that. He'll be yeah. like, "Do you still in the room?" Yeah, <laughs> I can use some more for next year. But uh, let's see. Uh, so far, we got a um, uh, God. His name Eric Grimsrud on the uh, Trump Mavis the Antichrist situation, and. Uh, Eric's even tried to go to Biden to warn him about this. Really? <laughs> like some weird stuff. <laughs> he's obsessed. Uh, it's funny because he's writing a book about it, and in it, I'm like the Woody Harrelson crazy character. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's something weird to it. But I don't. I'm not going to go around. You know, he's the Antichrist. Yeah, <laughs> it wants to be the Antichrist, maybe. They said that about just about every past president. They said it about Bill Clinton. They said it about Obama. They said it about Trump. They, what about? They probably said it about Reagan back in the eighties too. I don't even remember. Is that far what back? about Trump Tower six six six? The address. That's that's not necessarily his fault, you know. That the, the postal service know. does that. I don't know. That's kind of weird. Where's this? <laughs> Where's this dude at? It's like his electronics not working. <laughs> 16 minutes. I know. We could just, uh, he looked at my last message. So, do, do we have a, do we have an image of his book or something we can throw up there? Yeah. Let me see. You got the cover there on your, your screen. Maybe he's going, uh oh, there we go. We get him. There he goes. The man. Here we are. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going. I hurried home from work, got pulled over on the way. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I figured something, man. Everything's crazy lately. Like, this whole week for me has just been crazy. My cat vanished, and then I found out I went searching everywhere, freaking out, and I panic outside, asking neighbors and driving around fields. And then it turned out she just went up under a recliner couch, so she never goes and stayed there under it. So I'm like freaking out, thinking my cat's dead. Today my dog's jumping weird 
fences that it never jumped ever. It's like the, the devil teach my dog this just to mess with me or something weird. Like, right. she's like jumping over wooden fences <laughs> and getting lost. But uh, Wally Young, uh, I guess uh, we got about 15 minutes and it's fine. Let's just get your book in there and Dead Sky Publishing. Yes. And, uh, we've been talking about Dead Sky Publishing all night, the books in the Weird West. First off, what got you kind of into weird west like that's just the i've had joe r lansdale on i love it and i know splatter western is like a derivative of that gorier is what i say and uh but what got you first into the the weird west oh i've always i've always enjoyed horror stories set in the west which i i actually do feel like there's a difference between a uh horror story that's set in the west and a weird western or splatter western and uh my love for that started with like the uh the Clint Eastwood weird westerns, uh, Pale Rider and High Plains Drifter, plus some of uh, the uh, Django movies uh, from back in the day, the, those spaghetti westerns that had like an undercurrent of mysticism to it. And uh, Lucio Fulci's uh, Four from the Apocalypse was another one like that. I just That's where my love of those started. And of course, I grew up reading Joe Lansdale. So, you know, that, that's always a good primer for getting into that. But uh, that's where my love for it started. And I always wanted to write a weird Western. And then, you know, when Patrick approached me to do one, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm 100%. I'm in. You have two or just one? I have two. Two. What's the other one? We've got Magpie Coffin and For a Few Souls More, which is the sequel. Okay. Yeah, I got that. And I've read it. I'm, I'm just a pothead and I forget stuff. But I have the, <laughs> your first one. And uh, I just got your, your, your second one. And... Uh, that's just uh, Joe R. Lansdale to me is like kind of like the father of it all, isn't he? Or is there anyone else that you can think of? It's like not really. Like, is there? I love Al going back. I know he does stuff. He's been on the show, the, the native angle of horror. But is there other anyone else like that? I mean, there, there was. There's always been weird Western stories, even from back in the day. But no one really made it their own and like set down the, the genre. I mean. Uh, Matheson wrote wrote a few weird, weird westerns, but they never really achieved the same level of acclaim as stuff like, you know, I Am Legend or Duel or anything like that. I'll have to check those out. Do you remember the names of them? I, I, Not off the top of my head. You'd want to talk to Wesley Southern. He, he, he's a Matheson guru. He, he'd know them for okay. sure. That would be a good one. Wesley Southern. How do you say his last name? S-O-U-T-H-A-R-D. And what other kind of books have you wrote? You've always did horror? Yeah, I've always done horror. Uh, I did, um, I've always, you know, I grew up in East Texas, so all my stuff either has that, a lot of it takes place in and around there. Uh, my first book, Catfish in the Cradle, which is like Southern Gothic, I always elevator pitched it as a creature from the Black Lagoon meets Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nice. then Shades of the Blackstone, which is a sort of a, cosmic ghost story like this monument goes up in this town overnight that uh no one knows who built it no one knows where it came from and then uh it this this everybody who like passes through its shadow it starts drawing out their inner you know i don't know what y'all know much about a small town but there are people there can be kind of bigoted and it's not great but anybody who uh uh goes on in this under this monument, it draws out their inner prejudices as actual spirits that haunt them. Yeah. And, uh, definitely, uh, creepy for sure. And, uh, as far as, uh, 
is it your second book with Dead Sky Publishing, or have you did other ones with them? Uh, Catfish and Shades were both with uh, Jeff's Head, which became Dead Sky, and Magpie and Souls were both with them as well. And uh, how long have you been writing? I've been writing, like, it's been ten years, but, like, really seriously for about five. It's something you always wanted to do, and it just, you know, manifests it? Um, I, it wasn't always what I wanted to do, but then one day I just kind of woke up and was like, you know what, I really, really enjoy doing this, so let's see where it goes. And that now it's become all I ever want to do. <laughs> yeah, I have some books I've done, but mostly it's like written interviews with people, transcripts from the show, but it's been a long time, but I want to do more. But my biggest thing is just editing. Like, I suck at it. I'm going to get help with that. Like, imagination, I got gotcha. you. But just like the the intricacies of the everything with with the uh, punctuation and stuff, I'm a mess. I can spell pretty good, but the editing, I'm just a freaking a mess for sure. And uh, you should oh, pay my wife to do it. She uh, she's the <laughs> hardest editor I know. <laughs> you seen Bone Tomahawk? I was telling Jay about that. Yeah. It's good, and it, it's on Hulu. I need to see it again. I know oh, Sid Haig's in it. That's always a, a catcher for sure. Right. I've, I've got a DVD uh, copy of it. I love uh, it. Was Bone Tomahawk? That was the first movie like in a long time where I was like, oh, and you know the scene I'm talking about. Yeah, there's some rough ones in it for sure. Traglodytes. That's what Sid Haig says, I think. I think someone says that in it. It's been a while since I've seen it. But uh, what are some weird wests? I mean, there's some there's some good ones out there, but they're hard to find. There's that uh, one. One that was uh, done by Ron Howard, uh, The Missing, with, uh, with Tommy Lee Jones and Kate Blanchett. Okay, I've seen that. It's been a while, but I, I've seen it. He's got that warlock that they're chasing, who you know puts a spell on her when he gets gets the hair or whatever, and you know. So I I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, I need to see that again. It's been a while. Uh, one I just saw, and I, it's not really. I don't know if it'd be considered weird west. I just saw that Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon. That was a rough watch. It's good though. But yeah. Definitely twisted. I mean, a true story. We went into it earlier, but that's a good one if you haven't seen it. But, yeah, I want to watch that tonight, actually. The Killers of the Flower Moon. That looks pretty good. I'm waiting for it to stream somewhere so I can watch it because three hour movie. I'm like, oh man, I don't, I'm the kind when I watch a movie, I don't want to miss anything. So I want to be able to like pause it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it looks, it looks like it's on, um, on it's uh, Prime. Prime. You're gonna pay for it if you're gonna. You gotta pay for it right now. It's on. It's on Prime, but I think it's like twenty bucks or something. But uh, it's good, but depressing. It's not something I'd say. Oh, I'm gonna watch that again real soon. It was like made you cry and stuff. Like it's bad. This white dude just screwing over Indians, like horrible, like poisoning them, killing their wives to get oil. Just sick, sick, sick for sure. And it shows the death scenes, like really graphic, like. But it's definitely uh, worth the watch. I haven't read the book either. But what? Anything in the in the future you got planned? Uh, or yeah. for Weird West? Anything? So I've got two. Uh, gonna probably finish them up uh, both next year. Both are Magpie Coffin related. The third. Uh, so the first is the is Psalms of Nod, which is the last in the Magpie trilogy. So that that will finish Salem's story. And uh, the other one is actually a crossover with my good friend Stephen Kozanowski. This will be our third uh, collaboration. 
uh, co-writing. It's a uh, Black Magpie versus Hematophages. So it takes place before Magpie Coffin during the middle of the Civil War. So that's and I feel bad, but he's already finished like his half, and I'm like, hey, gonna I'm. Let me finish what I'm working on, then I will get right on that. <laughs> I, I think one of the first things that got me in the Weird West was those Jarrah Lansdale, Timothy Truman, uh, Jonah Hex. Yes. Those are just like, I have a crappy tattoo from a biker of that cover of that first one. It's been oh, through it, awesome. but it's there. <laughs> but yeah, those just like that. I've never seen anything like it, like West and just weird, weird. <laughs> <laughs> If you can get them, the Justin Gray, Jimmy Palmiotti, uh, Jonah Hex run for DC is fan freaking tastic. I have them, but I haven't read them. Uh, oh, go go do go read them immediately. Like that that they are so good. I love that run. I, I'll check them out. I've had to uh, calm my comic collecting because it becomes like a drug habit, like almost <laughs> so many. Now I'm just uh, focused on the G.I. Joe uh, Kirkman situation with Transformers and Void Rivals, that whole Hasbro universe they're doing with Transformers and G.I. Joe. Yeah, yeah. Which is actually pretty damn good. Like, there's Decepticons squishing humans. And it just shows them, like, it's violent. But uh, and there's a Cobra Commander comic coming out, so I'm just I'm going to focus on those and chill out and not go crazy anymore because I was going crazy. Like just, you, know, you and me both, my my comics overflow. That's how it's like they're great, but once you start hitting ten boxes <laughs> or whatever, it's yeah, I I'm glad I stopped when I did. I was I was at one point at coming up on ten boxes. I think I have three. To two, one long one and two short ones that make up one long one. That's it. That's, that's the extent of my comic book collection today. <laughs> that uh, Kirkman, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Void Rivals, and they're doing a Duke and Cobra Commander comic. The Cobra Commander comic looks crazy, so I'm definitely so I'm just trying to stick for that. And I got creep shows. Those image creep shows. I'm I'm getting those. I like those. They do in the creep show. They had a creep. They had a creep show um, steel book DVD or Blu-ray at the store today when we were walking through. Nice. There's a series on Shutter. It's not bad. Well, uh, we're at the end here, uh, Wiley Young. If, perhaps if your schedule permits, sometime we'll have to get you on longer uh, in the future. But we appreciate yeah. you so much. Uh, for a few souls more, uh, do you have a website or anything that you want to give out? Yeah, I mean, just go to all my social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Blue Sky. It's all uh, at Texas Cthulhu. And uh, my newsletter, uh, Transmissions from Black Hole Planet 3, which keeps everybody updated. Very awesome. Well, we appreciate it so much. Thanks to Dead Sky Publishing. We got uh, R.H. Latch on uh, next week. And that will uh, conclude our show for the year. And we come back January 5th with the whole uh, weird uh, Trump uh, Mabus uh, Antichrist show with Eric Grimsrud, where he thinks Trump's Mabus the Antichrist. <laughs> That'll be a good one. <laughs> and then Neil Donald Wash conversations with God. Like I'm surprised he's coming back on my show, but I like Neil. And uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff. Like we just don't be late, time. Jeffrey. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My first show with him, Jeffrey. You're ten minutes late. Then I'm like talking to a Satanist dude in the interview. So I just get crazy with it. <laughs> but anyway, we appreciate it, everybody. Thanks, Wally. And thanks, Jay. Thanks, thanks, Dragon. We appreciate it. Everybody have a good Christmas. Get Bad Santa going. That's my Christmas jam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. Take care, guys. All right.
righty. There we go, everybody. You're listening to United Public Radio, 107.7 FM, New Orleans. Y'all have a good weekend and good night, everybody. Take care. Happy holidays.